What is going on? And we are back with the 23rd episode of NF Sports Talk. I just want to thank everyone for tuning in today. If you're watching this right now, I just really appreciate the support. And I just want to thank you guys all for tuning in today. Today, we're going to be doing a 2019 NFL Draft podcast where we go in, look at some of the best players, and just pretty much analyze the entire NFL Draft. As this was the most recent NFL Draft, it happened last year. And this is just basically leading up to the NFL Draft that's coming up in the next two weeks, basically. So, you know, this draft has got some really young talent. Uh, there's a lot of teams with a couple first-round picks. They got a lot of stars in, in the first round. And there's some, a lot of stars in the second and third rounds as well. Um, guys like DK Metcalf, you know, a really young receiver for the uh, Seattle Seahawks was taken in, you know, the end of the second round. And he, he was one of the best receivers in the league last year. Uh, you know, big, strong guy. There's a lot of, just, a lot of young studs in this draft. Uh, you know, not all of these guys are, you know, huge names, but they're so young and so, so talented, you know, so just to get right into it with the first overall pick in the 2019 NFL draft, the Arizona Cardinals select Kyler Murray, quarterback from Oklahoma. So this guy is just, you know, he was one of the most talented quarterbacks in this entire NFL draft. He does everything quite well. And, you know, we talked about the other day how, um, you know, Kyler Murray was just someone who. You know, he does everything quite well. And, you know, he's from Oklahoma. So, you know, they got Baker Mayfield. They got Jalen Hurts. This this Oklahoma um, school is just producing really, really great quarterbacks coming out of Oklahoma. And they're all talented. They all can throw the ball with, with accuracy. They can throw it deep. They can throw on the run. They can scramble. They can do everything quite well. And that program there in Oklahoma is just, you know, astonishing to watch. Uh, Jalen Hurts is going to be in the upcoming draft in 2020 in a few weeks. And it'll be interesting to see where he's chosen in the first round, second round, you know, maybe even the third round if he gets uh, taken, if draft stock goes um, low, but I personally think he's one of the better quarterbacks in the draft. But you know, just to focus on this draft, uh, Kyler Murray, a guy who you know came into Arizona, that team was not very good at all last season or the year before that, before they got Kyler. And you know, now Kyler Murray is you know leading that team, and he actually won the uh, Rookie of the Year last year um, over some really notable names. Um, you know, Kyler Murray, he he's played 16 games, so he uh, basically started every game for them last year. He went, he went five and ten, but you know his stats at the end, towards the end of the year, were really promising to see him. And you know, at only 22 years old, this guy he did everything quite well. And you know, he got DeAndre Hopkins, so you got to think this guy is one of the one of the better you know quarterback positions to have with DeAndre Hopkins, Larry Fitzgerald, and you know Kenyon Drake at the running back position there. So you know, just a great pick at number one. It'll be interesting to see if he can live up to the hype. You know. Uh, he's a dual sport athlete. Actually, got drafted with the Oakland Athletics in baseball, and now he, he actually decided to go to the NFL instead and and play for the Arizona Cardinals. So you know, a great athlete shows that he can do anything. Uh, you know, baseball, football, whatever it may be. But uh, you know, it should to see if he can you know have great years with the Arizona Cardinals as you know they're kind of building around him. Uh, they brought in a new coach last year for Kyler Murray, Cliff Kingsbury, someone who's you know really really got experience with quarterbacks like Kyler Murray and fits their, their role quite well. So Kyler Murray at the first overall pick here, you know, a great pick and, you know, the future is super bright for Kyler Murray. Um, you know, last season he almost had 4,000 passing yards. He had 20 touchdowns, 12 interceptions, you know, now he gets Deandre Hopkins, one of the best receivers in the entire NFL on his offense. So he's going to have a huge year next year, I believe. And, you know, future is really bright for Kyler Murray. Next, you have the San Francisco 49ers taking Nick Bosa at a number two. You know, this guy is, you know, he had a great year last year. Uh, it's an insane year, to be honest, in his first season. It looked like he was in the league for, for years, but, you know, it was his rookie season last year, and he just posted up huge numbers, uh, and especially towards the end of the season into the playoffs. He was posting big, big numbers. Uh, last year, he had nine sacks. 
Um, one forced fumble, two fumble recoveries, an interception even. So this guy does it all. He can. He's kind of a hybrid player. He can play at the defensive end position, but he can also play linebacker. That's how athletic and how fast he is. Uh, you know, just a super strong guy out of a boat, out of a family that has you know Joey Bosa and his dad. Um, you know, they they played in the NFL. Joey Bosa plays for the Chargers right now. So you know, Nick Bosa and Joey Bosa. You know, maybe they team up one day, and you know that'd be a really scary pass rush for the Bosa brothers to be on the same line. Um, you know, I know Joey Bosa is a free agent next year, so I'm interested to see if he goes to San Francisco and maybe pa- pairs up with his with his brother. Uh, but, you know, Nick Bosa had a great career last or a great season last year. Uh, and, you know, overall, just a great season for a rookie. And, you know, definitely one of the better San Francisco 49ers on that defensive line. And, you know, he's going to have a very great career moving forward as, you know, he's got all the skills. He's fast. He's strong, you know, very quick and agile. You know, he's just a huge, huge man. And, you know, this guy is just – he possesses all the traits you would like to have in a edge rusher for sure. And he's only 22 years old, so – after you know a rookie season and being 22 years old, still quite young, this guy is just you know, bound to be successful in the NFL, and uh, he's going to have a great career for sure. Uh, moving over to number three, you know, you got the New York Jets taking Quinnen Williams. Uh, this guy, you know, didn't hear much from him last season, to be honest. Uh, you know, in, at New York, he's you know kind of under the radar, uh, but you know he was considered one of the better defensive players in the NFL in the draft last season, and you know he didn't really do much. You know, to the fact that, you know, he was on a Jets team that didn't do quite well as a whole. Uh, but, you know, Quinn Williams, you know, his at a number three pick, you kind of expect him to do better than what he did. Uh, you know, I get he's a big guy, big lineman, 303 pounds, which is just huge. Uh, there at the defensive line position, clog up the run. Uh, could be a great nose tackle later on in his career. Like, once again, only 22 years old. So, uh, born in December. So, he's going to always be the youngest, one of the youngest in his draft class. Uh, out of Alabama, uh, he had two and a half sacks last season. Not you know not ridiculously good, but at the de- defensive tackle position, it's still decent to have two and a half sacks. Uh, only started nine games last season, so uh, you know there's definitely uh, some competition there on the defensive line for the New York Jets. Uh, you know, he had 28 tackles last season, you know, once again, not, not numbers that really fill the stat sheet, but once again, you know, these guys are super young rookies and, you know, they, they have promising careers in the future. This, this draft's going to be focused on what, what these guys could be, not necessarily what they did last year. So, you know, we're just going to focus on what, what future looks for them instead of just looking at, you know, what they did last season. As you know, we did a lot of drafts where, you know, say 2011, 2012 drafts we did. Those guys have been in the league for eight or nine years. And, you know, there's a lot of, you know, they have a lot of success over their career in those eight, nine years. But guys like who got drafted last season, you know, they haven't done much. So you got to really look at what they can do instead of what they've done. So that's what we're basically doing today. Uh, but, you know, Quinn Williams, someone who's got a bright future. Hopefully that Jets team can, you know, get something, you know, get some foundation going there, get some receivers for the young quarterback in uh, Sam Darnold and, you know, get some, you know, get some playmakers on offense for sure. Uh, but new, moving on to number four, we got the Oakland leaders taking Cleveland Farrell. I believe that's how you pronounce him out of Clemson. This is a kind of surprise to everyone. You know, the, the Raiders were really looking at, I believe it was Josh Allen for the longest time. And then Gruden came in and took Cleveland Farrell. So this guy out of Clemson, you know, he, he's very athletic. That's the biggest thing. I, I believe they took him. They said they took him because of his uh, leadership in, you know, what he what his physical traits or his um, personal traits were as, as a football player instead of just his raw skill because they wanted to build that defense around, you know, great players who have the right attitude and right have the right mindset moving into the into the games and into the offseason and how they approach every step of their career 
Um, but you know, Cleveland Farrell, someone who you know didn't ha- once again didn't have the greatest season last year as a rookie. But like I said, we're just gonna look on what they can do. So you know, this guy very athletic. Once again, another athletic guy. Uh, four and a half sacks last season, thirty eight tackles. You know, five five pass defense, which is you know quite ridiculous for an edge rusher. But I believe he's more of a linebacker than edge rusher. But you know. Just super athletic, super, you know, his, his features look, futures were looking bright for him. And, you know, he's got the burden of kind of filling this role of Mac, as I believe, I believe, don't believe it was this pick, but the later pick they had in this draft was the pick they got for the Mac trade from the Bears. So, you know, Farrell, someone who he needs to come in and, you know, kind of carry a big burden as a leader right away, and also someone who is going to be compared to Cleo Mack for a long time, but. You know, this guy is, he's got a bright future. I know I keep saying that, but, you know, these all these guys have bright futures. You can't, you can't consider them busts after one season. So we're just going to look at them. You know, interesting to see that three out of the four first picks were all defensive players and on the defensive line. And, you know, the next pick going right into it is uh, Tampa Buccaneers selecting Devin White. You know, I'm re- I really like Devin White. This guy is just a stud of a linebacker. He kind of reminds me of like a Ryan Shazier type linebacker, super fast. Uh, great, great skills and coverage, great instincts. And Devin White, you know, he had 91 tackles last season, an interception, two and a half sacks. So, you know, he did everything really. Um, his speed, he's got four or five speed at, at the linebacker position. Just great, great skills for sure. And on that Tampa Bay Buccaneers defense, who, you know, fifth ranked defense in the league last year, just tremendous. And Devin White only played 13 games last year with 91 tackles. So he could have had a hundred tackles plus last season, this rookie season. He had four fumble recoveries for 221 yards and two touchdowns. He had an interception, a pick six, uh, or not a pick six, excuse me. He had one interception, uh, three pass defense, three forced fumbles. So you know, this guy did everything well. And, you know, he's got to be one of the best players in this entire NFL draft. Uh, you know, six foot, not the biggest linebacker, but, you know, super fast, super quick. And, you know, definitely can make the tackle in the open field for sure. So I'm coming in at number seven. We got one of the guys who's you know most hyped up in the in the NFL draft, and this is Josh Allen. You know, outside linebacker out of Kentucky. This guy was supposed to be like a top three or four pick. Who um, fell down to seven for the Jacksonville Jaguars, which I think was personally a steal for the Jacksonville Jaguars. You know, something they did quite well getting Josh Josh Allen out of uh, Kentucky here. You know, he didn't have you know, once again didn't have the brightest season coming out of uh, you know where he was hyped to be and what he was supposed to do. Um, you know, his stats don't blow you away, but he, he's still a productive player. Had 10 and a half sacks, which, it, you know, not bad, but at the same time, um, you know, this guy was supposed to be the next Khalil Mack, you know, I want to say. So 10 and a half sacks, definitely one of the most out of out of his rookie class here. Uh, you know, Joey Bosa had nine, I believe, or Nick Bosa had nine, I believe. So, you know, Josh Allen, 10 and a half sacks, 44 tackles. So strictly this guy is probably playing on the line. Uh, can play linebacker, but you know he was drafted as an outside linebacker, mo- probably more of a defensive end. But you know, still, still pretty, pretty great stats. Uh, you know, ten and a half sacks in your rookie season. You just got to build upon that and hopefully have better season and you know contribute more on that Jacksonville Jaguars team, who's you know not doing the greatest at the moment with what they have. Um, you know, they they don't really have much. They're trading away most of their pieces, but you know they got to. Uh, they got to build around Josh Allen because he's gonna be a he's gonna be a stud in the future. Um, you know, interesting really pick here, interesting interesting pick here because the Detroit Lions chose a tight end, T.J. Hawkinson at number eight. You know, T.J. Hawkinson did not have a good year last year. 
uh, I wasn't even sure who he was until, you know, coming into this season. Uh, when he got drafted date, I wasn't really sure who he was. Uh, obviously, there's a lot of guys you don't really know who they are, but you know, he was not the, you know, his draft stock was not the highest uh, at tight end. I believe Noah Font was uh, the best tight end ranked coming into the draft. And we'll get on to him later. But, you know, TJ Hawkinson only had 350 yards last year, two touchdowns. Uh, he just, you know, you really expect more out of a stud tight end like this, you know, 6'5". They compared him to Gronk. So, you know, anytime you compare this guy to Gronk, I know Gronk is, you know, much older and had such a successful career, and this guy's super young. But, you know, 350 yards in your rookie season, not the greatest. He played 12 games, so, you know, not many. You know, he still had 32 receptions, so I guess that's a good. It's decent, but, you know, in 12 games, 360 yards, you really want to see those numbers up a bit. But, you know, once again, super promising rookie. Uh, you know, definitely, you know, if you think he can have a great career, he's got the definitely got the body size for it at 6'5". He does everything quite well, and, you know, this guy is just, you know, he, he can block really well. That's why they compared him to Gronk's because he's a great blocker, big, strong, and, and can catch the ball as well. So I guess that's where they compared him to, and, you know, maybe he can be uh, a better tight end in league and one of the best tight ends in the league moving forward. Um, but you know, here at, here at number nine, we got the Buffalo Bills taking Ed Oliver and this guy, uh, you know, decent, decent player. Uh, you know, I believe he actually had a decent amount of sacks last year at the defensive tackle position, which, you know, uh, it's not the defensive tackle position. is not the biggest pass rushing position unless there's something like Aaron Donald, uh, maybe Nadamik and Sue, uh, in, in his prime of his career. But Ed Oliver had five sacks last year at defensive tackle, pretty great, um, for a big guy like that. And, you know, just a great Great pickup for the Bills at number at number nine here. So, you know, Ed Oliver, solid pickup for that Bills defense who just keeps improving, improving. They get Josh Norman uh, in the cornerback position there. So, you know, this defense is going to be looking scary as well. But got another linebacker here, Devin Bush out of uh, Michigan State. Or, or Michigan, sorry. Um, you know, Pittsburgh Steelers got him. And Devin Bush, this guy is, you know, this is basically the Ryan Shazier uh, supplement because, you know, Ryan Chazier might not be able to play in the NFL again. So I had to pick up someone speedy who controlled the middle of the field. And this guy had 109 tackles last season, two interceptions, super fast, 21 years old. So super young, you know, this guy is just, you know, can't really say too much about him. Cause I don't really watch many games of the Steelers, but this guy, I, I really think he's going to be a great player. Uh, super talented, super fast. Anytime you have a fast linebacker, I really love fast linebackers because any every team needs them basically, so they can cover the running back out of the flat, uh, cover cover the tight ends down the middle of the field, even you know chase down the quarterbacks uh, in busted coverage and, and broken plays, and even you know when the quarterbacks on the run, someone like Lamar Jackson, you really got to control him, and that's probably the biggest reason why the Steelers took Devin Bush here in the same division as Lamar Jackson. Needs someone who can keep up with him, and you know Devin Bush definitely be able to keep up with him. I, I believe. Uh, you know, Lamar might be still a bit faster, but Devin Bush is going to have the head start, you know, starting 15 yards in front of Lamar. So hopefully you can uh, control his, his gains in the, in the division with a guy like Devin Bush. And, you know, they, they're building around a pretty good linebacking group there in Pittsburgh. So a great pick here for the Pittsburgh Steelers. Um, you know, just going to go over the most notable picks here. You got Jonah Williams, offensive tackle out of Alabama. You know, offensive tackles get the job done. They don't get the headlines, but they get the job done. And they're a central part for every team. Rashad Gary, Michigan out of Michigan, another linebacker out of Michigan. The Packers took him. Didn't hear much about him last season. Uh, you know, they got a stack linebacker group there in in uh, Green Bay with a bunch of studs and a bunch of great players. Uh, just gonna go down the list here. You got guys like um, 
Chris Lindstrom guard. Get the, once again, get the job done, but don't get the headlines, you know. But here's a really interesting pick here at 15. The Washington Redskins taking Dwayne Haskins. You know, this guy, everyone was kind of shocked that he he fell this 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 low into the draft. You know, people were sure the Giants were going to take him. Um, people were sure the Giants were going to take him, but he kind of fell to, you know, 15 here. Uh, you know, just a... Just an athlete, but you know, not the not the best thrower of the ball. Really, coming, kind of, you know, everyone spoke highly about his, you know, accuracy last, you know, coming into the draft and you know being drafted by the Redskins. Here, he he was supposed to be accurate, but you know, seven interceptions to his seven touchdowns last year. I get he didn't play many games, uh, but you know, they have a stacked linebacker, or stacked quarterback group there. You know, Alex Smith, Dwayne Haskins. Now they got Kyle Allen. They might even be drafting a quarterback. Who knows? I uh, might pull a Arizona and draft another quarterback in the first round and, and trade away their their quarterback from last season. But Dwayne Hashkin, seven interceptions, seven touchdowns, and only thirteen hundred yards. So in seven games last year, nine games, sorry, seven games started. Uh, you know, definitely, definitely someone who's got a promising future in the NFL. But. Once again, another quarterback who needs some weapons in, in to be successful. He got Terry McLaurin. You know, this is a stud stud wide receiver draft this year, uh, and I believe Terry McLaurin was a first round or not a first round, but also a very good, uh, very good uh, wide receiver in this draft. But you know, Dwayne Hashkins, someone who really needs to you know get some weapons around him, and he needs to step up because you know there's there's talk about him not might not even get in the starting role. Maybe Cam Newton even going to the Washington Washington Redskins and uh, filling in for Dwayne and basically mentoring him because they're kind of the same player, big, strong, you know, can be accurate at times and athletic as well. So Dwayne Hashkins, uh, someone who. You know, has a bright future like everyone in this draft, but he's going to have to get some pieces around him or, or, you know, truly step up his play and make everyone else better around him. So uh, it was kind of a shock that he fell to 15, but uh, after last season, he didn't have the most promising year, so hopefully he can bounce back and have a great sophomore season. Um, You know, moving down the list here, you got the Panthers taking Brian Burns, defensive end, New York Giants taking Dexter Lawrence, Vikings taking Garrett Bradbury, Tennessee Titans taking Jeffrey Simmons. And, you know, here's a really interesting pick. The Denver Broncos taking Noah Fawn. Like I said, like I mentioned earlier, Noah Fawn was supposed to be the the best prospect tight end in the draft. Uh, super fast, super fast tight end. Kind of compared him to, I'd say, George Kittle. You know, just uh, in as a speed, you know, he's kind of like an extra wide receiver. How, how fast he is. Not as big as strong as TJ Hawkinson, but more athletic, I'd have to say. Faster. Uh Noah Font last year, he posted up 560 yards, so much better than much better than TJ Hawkinson. Uh, Noah Font had three touchdowns, almost 600 yards, and 40 receptions, so pretty good year for him. Uh, like I said, fast, uh, athletic, 6'4", so decently big as well. So Noah Font, definitely going to be one of the better tight ends in the league, I believe, moving forward. Uh, you know, he, he's pretty young still, so once he gets some experience under his belt i believe he's gonna be one of the best tight ends in the league just for what he possesses his his the his catch radius he's able to catch the ball in on the open run in the open field there and you know just how fast he's up the line his speed is is quite ridiculous so great great pick there for the denver broncos for sure 
Um, you know, got the Green Bay Packers taking Darnell Savage. Philadelphia Eagles taking Andre Dillard, offensive tackle. You know, they get the job done, like I said. Houston Texans taking Titus O'Howard, offensive tackle, gets the job done. Now, here's we get to one of the best picks in the draft, and that's Josh Jacobs. Uh, Josh Jacobs, just a great player um, out of Alabama. Love the Alabama program there they have. But, you know, Josh Jacobs, just a really great player. Uh, I, I believe he got snubbed rookie of the year last year. Uh, he had a great season. Basically carried that Raiders team. Not carried them, but, you know, he put up huge numbers for them uh, for sure. In only 13 games, you know, he had he had 1,150 rushing yards in 13 games to go along with 166 receiving yards, seven touchdowns on the ground. Josh Jacobs, just one of my favorite players in this draft. His story was absolutely ridiculous, to what what he overcame in his in his career and in his young career to get to the point where, you know, where he is now. It's just awesome. And, you know, I'm going to continue rooting for this kid um, as, as much as I possibly can because his story is awesome. And I just love rooting for the underdog story. Love rooting for someone like Josh Jacobs. And I hope he continues to succeed in the NFL. Hope he stays healthy. And I just hope he has a great career moving forward for the Oakland Raiders. Uh, definitely one of the better running backs they've had in a long time. And hopefully he continues that way for sure. Another guy out of Oklahoma here. Great, great player. Great, super fastest player. And that's uh, Marquise Brown. Marquise Hollywood Brown. Uh, you know, his stats last year were quite ridiculous for a rookie. Uh, him and Lamar Jackson went together quite well. Um, you know, he had seven touchdowns last year, so it didn't have the most yards, only 600 yards, but seven touchdowns through the year. He had a lot of long ball um, touchdowns. You know, he's actually born on the same day as me. Not the same year, but same day, so that's actually kind of cool. Did not know that. Uh, but, you know, Marquise Hollywood Brown, someone who just makes plays, and, you know, his story is also kind of cool to, to listen to. A cousin of Antonio Brown. Uh, definitely one of the better players in in the family now, and the only player in the family that's got a job in the NFL. So it's good to see if maybe they. And there's a video of uh, Lamar Jackson, Marquise Brown, and Antonio Brown working out together. So maybe, uh, maybe the the Ravens take a chance on, take a chance on Antonio Brown, and you know, give the give the young Lamar Jackson another weapon, and Antonio Brown. You know, Antonio Brown played for the Steelers for you know a long time of his career there in in Pittsburgh, and the maybe the. Ravens decide to pick up a division rival, longtime division rival on their team to get him on the get him on the right side of the ball and pair him up with Marquise Brown, Lamar Jackson, Tony Brown. You know, that'd be a scary offense for sure. I, I push don't think that, you know, now that now that Antonio Brown's been charged, officially charged, I don't know if he's gonna play again in the NFL, which is kinda sad to see everything that's happened in his career. Just super sad to see uh his career that was so good. He was gonna go down as one of the best receivers of all time. And now, you know, he don't know if he's going to play in the NFL again. And he's not that old. He still has some great years left in him. And it's fortunate to see him sit out last year because of drama. This year, he might have to sit out because of drama. So it'd be interesting to see if he can ever get back in the NFL. But you know, I just hope he can, you know, stop the messing around, um, just get his head right, and hopefully get back on the field and, and do the thing that he's best at, and that's playing football, catching balls, and just being a just being a great athlete and being a great wide receiver at that. So... You know, two picks later, you got another another Oakland Raiders pick. That's Jonathan Abram. I I believe he was injured last year, so I don't think he played many games. Um, but you know, I don't know if any of you guys watched the have watched the um, Hard Knocks. But you know, Jonathan Abram, one of the better, one of the funnier guys to to actually watch last year on Hard Knocks. You know, he was kind of messing around, talking to Gruden. Uh, you know, 
just giving him locker room talk, really saying, you can't cut me, you can't cut me. You know, it's kind of funny to watch, but, you know, it's, it's, it's kind of interesting to see that he has that attitude as, uh, you know, he's a rookie and he's telling the coach you can't cut him. But, you know, it's kind of funny at the same time that's he's got the confidence in him. And, yeah, like last like, like I said, he only played one game last year. And I believe he got injured and, and had a season-ending injury in his first season. So, you know, in his first game, sorry, so. Definitely going to be someone who who's looking to have a bounce back year next year. Someone who has something to prove, got a chip on his shoulder and can prove to everyone that, you know, he, he deserved to be a first-round pick. And coming off an injury, he's going to have a lot to prove to himself. And uh, I'm sure he's going to have a great year next year. So not, not much to talk about him, but one of the funnier players in the draft and, you know, someone who I like to see do well. Um, you know, coming on the list here, you got um, DeAndre Baker, New York Giants taking him a 30 from Georgia. DeAndre Baker, a super fast corner, a little bit undersized, but he was probably the fastest cornerback in the entire draft. So to see him come come down to 30 for the Giants, you know, the Giants had uh, three picks this draft. So uh, quite interesting to see that. They took um, Daniel Jones, Texter Lawrence, and DeAndre Baker in the first round. So that's interesting to see. So coming in to wrap off the first round, we got Nikhil Harry here, drafted by my New England Patriots out of Arizona State. You know, if you're not a Patriots fan, you don't really know much about Nikhil Harry, but I love this guy. He's a Canadian. I uh, got to support the Canadians. 6'4", at wide receiver. This guy is going to be one of the best receivers in the NFL at some point in his career. Don't don't get me wrong. I'm not being biased. I'm not doing this. Maybe a little bit biased, but you know, this guy is going to be one of the best receivers in the NFL in his career. He's going to get some experience. He's got the size. He's got the skill. He's got the speed. He's got the blocking. He's got the ability to make plays. You know, he can even throw the ball at sometimes, and he's just going to do everything quite well in his career. Uh, you know, this guy had four, five rushes for 49 yards last season. Uh, you know, he his stats are going to blow away. He was injured for most of his rookie season with a hamstring that was nagging him. But next year, him and Stidham are going to have a great, great relationship. Next season, they're going to have some really big time plays one another i just know it they were roommates last year in their first year together uh, in new england these guys are going to go well and well together and you know Nikhil harry born out of toronto ontario really close to home i just love watching this guy play uh, i just love rooting for him and you know one of my favorite players on the England patriots you know people might say he's a bust play the same this but none of these players are bust it's their first year in the league last year come into their second season none of these guys are bust until you know maybe their third or fourth year if they can't produce any numbers i'd say at least you got to give the guy four years to in the nfl to to even say he's a bust you know it takes some of these guys are so young 21 22 years old so you're not going to expect to be superstars coming right away, which is the expectations some people have for their drafted rookies. But, you know, this guy, Nikhil Harry, he's he's going to have a great year next year, I believe. Uh, he's huge. He makes plays. He can catch any ball thrown his way. You know, I wouldn't even surprise if he even moves to tight end sometime in his career. You know, he's 6'4", 225 pounds at the wide receiver position. He can play wide receiver. He can play tight end. He can play anywhere on the field. Uh, you know, this guy, he can even play running back maybe. He, that's how good he is at rushing the ball. Uh, this guy, he's, he's going to make plays with Patriots next season, and it's going to be really interesting to see if he can stay healthy next year and have a full full 16-game career, whole full 16-game season next year. And, you know, this guy is, is going to be a really good player for the Patriots for a long time to come, I believe. You know, Patriots took a receiver in the first round for the first time in the Belichick era. So, you know, they, that's how high they think of this guy, and it's going to be really great to see him play for the Patriots for, for many seasons to come. So I'm really, really excited for next season for Nikhil Harry. But, yeah, that's the end of the first round. You know, there was a lot of great players taking that first round. Just to highlight, you got Kyler Murray, Nick Bosa, Devin White, um, Dwayne Haskins, Noah Font, Josh Jacobs, Jonathan Abram, and Nikhil Harry are some of the notable names, most notable names there. Uh, I love watching watching Nikhil Harry play, and I can't wait, like I said. So moving into the second round here, 
we're just going to highlight some names, not go too in depth on any of these players. You know, once again, these guys are super young, but you know, you got guys like Debo Samuel, wide receiver for the San Francisco 49ers. Um, Drew Locke, quarterback for the Denver Broncos. Jawan Williams, cornerback for the New England Patriots. You know, this guy didn't even get to play a snap last season really on, on the feet defense because that's how stuck the Patriots were, but he's a second-round pick. So this guy is super big and physical. I believe he's going to have a great career as well. Um, another great cornerback pick there for the Patriots. At 46, Greedy Williams, super fast cornerback, taken by the Cleveland Browns. You know, this guy's going to be a great player to pair him with Denzel Ward. Two great corners there in, in Cleveland. Moving down the list here, you got Irv Smith Jr. taken by the Minnesota Vikings. Their tight end duo with um, Kyle Rudolph and Irv Smith are going to be really, really interesting to watch now for sure. Um, Titans, Tennessee Titans, this is a huge pick for Titans, taking A.J. Brown, who turned, quickly turned the number one receiver. A.J. Brown, a freak of an athlete, just a great player out of Ole Miss. And, you know, his teammate taken down a little bit later. We'll talk about him, but, you know, A.J. Brown, a great player and a, a wonderful player to watch. Uh, he, he's so fast for his, you know, physicality. He's strong, can make plays in the open field, and, you know, it's a great rookie, great rookie, great rookie season by the uh, rookie last year. So love watching him play. And, uh, you know, basically just going on the list here, you got Miko Hardman, super fast, actually made a Pro Bowl last year uh, in his rookie year. So I believe he's a specialist. Uh, great player out of uh, Georgia. Another Georgia player taken. Beagle Hartman, Perry Matyri Kill. That speed on that team is ridiculous. Just going to the list here. DK Metcalf taken at 64. You know, this guy, he proved everyone why he was, you know, he was super upset that he was taken so late in the draft. And he proved everyone wrong. He had uh, 900 yards last year on the dot, seven touchdowns. This guy is just a, just a monster, just a freak of an athlete. And, you know, he looks like the Incredible Hulk out there. Um, it's, it's actually funny when I Google his name, it's actually him flexing compared to Tom Brady in, in Tom Brady's rookie year um, when he had his shirt off there. Kind of, kind of funny to see those two, but you know, uh, DK Metcalf, just a freak of an athlete here. He's, he just looks like the incredible Hulk and, you know, super fast for his size actually. And, uh, just a, just a freak of nature for sure as an athlete. Um, but you know, had a great year last year and I believe he's going to have many more great years to come. Uh, just moving on the list here, you, you, you know, it's, it's hard to see big names because they're so young and so, um, you know, inexperienced, but these, some of these guys are going to be huge, huge players, you know, Devin Singletary running back for Buffalo Bills. He had a great year last year. Great story for him. Um, super small, but he fights for every yard for sure. Uh, great pick there by the Buffalo Bills. Um, just moving on the list here. Will Greer supposed to be taken, uh, quite high. One of the better quarterbacks in the draft, picked by the Panthers, but you know, um, he turned out to, you know, I don't even think he played many games last year, if any, due to Kyle Allen coming in and playing well. Kyle Allen's gone. They just got Teddy Bridgewater, so you got to think that Will Greer will be the backup to Teddy Bridgewater. Maybe he'll take over eventually uh, for the Carolina Panthers sometime. You know, got got another guy here, Max Cosby, Crosby, sorry, Max Crosby. Uh, this guy had a great season last year as a fourth-round pick for the Raiders. I believe he had more sacks than their first-round draft pick, Keelan Farrell. Um, another guy who I watched on Hard Knocks last year um, who, you know, he, he actually, like, I believe he just broke his hand or something in the first preseason game. Uh, had to play with a mitt on last year, but put up 10 sacks as a rookie. So just this guy, this guy is just, you know, he was in the rookie of the year conversation as a fourth-round draft pick. This guy was great to watch, and, you know, I'm definitely a fan of this guy for sure. Um, you know, going down the list even more, you got another guy, um, you know, 
it's just, you know, there's a lot of names here that are, are interesting to look at. Uh, you know, definitely not any big names at the moment to, you know, pull up the stat sheet and, and look at here. But you know, got another guy with Raiders. The Raiders had the best, the, probably the best draft this season out of any team. Picked up Hunter Renfro out of Clemson. Hunter Renfro, uh, just a just a really unique player to watch. I believe he's a more of a smaller receiver. But, you know, he had 600 yards last year. Uh, four touchdowns, really productive season, and he was taken in the fifth round. So, you know, super productive year for him and really a big fan of what uh, Hunter Renfro has done for Clemson in his early career and now for for uh, Oakland Raiders. But here's a really interesting pick here. Six-round draft pick, Gardner Minshew. And this guy is just so fun to watch, so funny to watch off the field as well. Um, and they actually took him over Nick Foles. So that's actually interesting to see there. You know, but Gardner Minshew uh, played 14 games last year for the Jacksonville Jaguars. Put up, um, he put up 3,200 yards, 21 touchdowns, and six interceptions. This guy is a stud. I love watching him play. Um, you know, he he's just so fun to watch, so funny, and uh, he's definitely a, one of the better six-round draft picks we've had in a while. Um, and you know, hopefully, he can be the franchise quarterback for the Jaguars because they need somebody to. They need someone to step up for them and play big at the quarterback there because they haven't had really anybody in in a long time. You know, Big Bortles was not the best quarterback. Nick Foles got treated one and done last year after he got injured, and Gardner Minshew to step up and you know he had a great year last year. Really took advantage of his opportunity that he was given with the with the um, Jacksonville Jaguars last year, and you know just a great player. And a, you know I really really would like to see more come from uh, Gardner Minshew for sure. So you know that concludes basically ends up the draft honestly there's just a lot of names here that you know there's not there's anyone that blows you away at the moment like i said these guys are all super young super you know got super bright futures and you know really really interesting to see what they can become maybe look back on this draft four or five years in line and see who the big names are who's highlighted who's not highlighted you know that means means they made a pro bowl and just you know great players all around here so we're just gonna move on to the undrafted part most notably um most notably you know, they got a kicker here, James Gillen, Jamie Gillian, sorry, punter out of the Cleveland Mets. This guy's the Scottish hammer, they call him. Uh, pretty funny to see him undrafted as well. Duck Hodges, the guy who came in for the Steelers last year. Uh, not sure what happened there between Duck Hodges and Mason Rudolph. They kind of just were battling it out. But, you know, out of Stanford, this guy's super smart and, you know, had a, had a pretty good career, pretty good season last year as an undrafted rookie. Another great player here. I, I love this guy's story. Gunnar Osleski. I believe that's how you pronounce him. Out of Bemdigi State. Super small um, super small conference. Uh, selected by the New England Patriots. This guy was actually digging a hole, I believe, uh, at his job. You know, he was actually doing his job um, construction or something like that. And he got the phone call. He was drafted or, or signed by the Patriots. Actually, he was undrafted. So super... Super interesting story here. Love this guy. I hope he has a great career. You know, like I said, love the underdog roles and uh, you know, really, really interesting to see him get taken by the Patriots. They give these Patriots always have unique picks and have unique stories behind them, and I love listening to them and watching them. So hopefully, Gunnar Oshleski has a great career, and uh, you know, maybe he can be the next Julian Edelman. You know, he was kind of returning punts last year, and he filled in a receiver, so that's kind of what Edelman did at his beginning of his career. So maybe uh, you know, Gunnar Oshleski takes goes under Edelman's wing, uses him as a mentor, and becomes a great slot receiver uh, later on in his career. I'm interested to see what happens with him, and another another great receiver next year. This guy. This guy is insane that he went on draft. He was a preseason myth. He was a preseason, you know, star. 
and that's Jacoby Myers. I believe he set the reception record uh, for most receptions by a player at NC State. Uh, another Patriots player who was undrafted here. Uh, Jacoby Myers put up big seasons last year in his rookie year. Not as big as the preseason, but you know he. I believe he had the most yards for the Patriots as a rookie last year, uh, 360 yards uh, undrafted here. Yeah, just, he just has so much fight in him super you know he's super lengthy and, and um you know he fights for every yard he's given uh very fast and you know he catches any ball that's thrown his way for sure so really reliable i love watching these two Gunnar Osleski and Jehovah Myers play and you know i really hope they have great sophomore years next year uh you know Jehovah Myers I believe he's going to be a really good player for the Patriots. Uh, him and Akil Harry, two bright receivers taken in this draft, and uh, Gunnar Slesky, who can be a punt return specialist for the Patriots for probably a long time. But, you know, that's basically going to conclude this draft. They're, they're, these guys are, like I said, I keep saying this, but super young, and, you know, we should go back on this in a few years and see who is the best of this draft, who who was a, a snub, who was a steal, who was, a, you know, taken too high and too low. But that's basically conclude this draft. Uh, I'd say that. The biggest steal in this draft, I'd have to say, is uh, at this point in time, it's hard to tell, but I definitely have to go with you know DK Metcalf taking that 64. He's probably the best receiver in this draft taken um, at the moment. You know, I have to say he's he's the most proven receiver, but like I said, uh, guys like Nikhil Harry and uh, AJ Brown and all these guys, they have a lot of proof, and you know they're gonna have great careers as well. Uh, but DK Metcalf had a huge season last year and on a, on a Seahawks team who has Russell Wilson, one of the better quarterbacks in the entire NFL, you know, throwing to him. It's just going to be great to see. And, uh, you know, I'm really interested to see, interested to see what uh, these guys can do, especially DK Metcalf. And I believe he was a steal of the draft for sure. Um, but, you know, as a, as a team who I believe won the draft, I'd have to say the Raiders, you know, they had three first round picks. They got Max Cosby, Hunter Renfro later on. Uh, you know, they just drafted really, really solid. And uh, these Raiders are going to be set up for for pretty great seasons moving forward. Uh, they got a lot of picks this year. Got Marcus Mariota with Derek Carr battling it out at quarterback. And they moved to Vegas. So, you know, the Raiders, someone who, uh, you know, they're supposed to hold the NFL draft this year, but that obviously got canceled. I believe the draft is, is virtual. So speaking of the NFL draft, I believe that the they're going to be on their laptops uh, actually drafting their players in a conference call or whatever it is. But it's going to be a virtual draft. Uh, basically, you know, um, there's going to be no players walking on the stage. I believe, I believe there's going to be phone calls. Uh, you know, you got drafted. I believe it's still going to be televised, obviously, but uh, it's not going to be like it is where you walk up on stage. There's all the teams sitting in the, you know, fans sitting in the lobby there in the area there watching the team get drafted. It's going to be over the TV and it's going to be done through conference calls on, you know, each team's going to have their own conference call, drafting, trading picks, this and that. So that's going to be interesting to watch there, see how they can do that. Hopefully there's no technical difficulties because I could really mess up with someone's uh, draft for sure. But, you know, you know, Another interesting thing here to see is the first selection was by the Arizona Cardinals, Kyler Murray, and Mr. Irrelevant in this draft was Caleb Wilson, tight end for the Arizona Cardinals. So, you know, Cardinals had the first and last pick, and, uh, you know, I believe they did quite well with the first pick. So, you know, like I said, I believe the Raiders won this draft. Um, you know, interesting to see if they can – I believe the draft's going back to Oakland or back to Vegas uh, whenever this whole thing ends. So I don't know if it's next year or two years from now or something, but I know it's going back there, and it's going to be great to see that, that scenery. I know I was looking forward to that. I'm sure as many people were. But, yeah, like I said, this is including the NFL draft. These guys are going to be stars, and they've got a lot of stars coming up in the league for sure out of these positions. Uh, it'd be interesting to look back on this draft later on and – 
you know, I just can't wait to see what, who these, who these guys turn into, what kind of careers they have. And, you know, this could be one of the best, best NFL drafts we've had in a long time and a few years looking back and seeing what they've done. So uh, if you got to this point in the podcast, thank you for listening. Thank you for tuning in. You know, uh, I did not have my partner today, unfortunately, but, you know, hopefully he gets back and uh, hopefully we can move on to do some different other different types of podcasts, maybe NBA draft, look at them. Uh, you know, we'll find something. We're going to have content every single day. So make sure to hit that subscribe button, make sure to follow and, you know, check back every single day for new podcasts because, you know, we're going to keep doing these podcasts every single day, whatever it may be. And, uh, hopefully producing content that's enjoyable for everyone to listen to. So thank everyone for listening. Um, thank you for tuning in and, uh, make sure to stay safe out there. You know, crazy times are now in the world. So stay safe, uh, stay healthy and just take care. And thank you guys for listening.